What's up guys? Welcome to part two on building business and life together with the Masons. That conversation was so great, we had to keep going with it. So we're gonna build on the last segment that we did. And this one here, we're gonna talk about negotiating your salary. After you've gone through the interview and your resume is perfect, they've hit you up, now you got an opportunity to start the position. So let's introduce my guy and we're gonna take it from there. Amar Green, glad to you know stick around and ask, <laughs> answer some more questions. Director of Strategic Sales for a company based out of California. I've been in the staffing industry now 18 years so you know dealing with crazy people in the staffing industry yeah so we thought it was great to bring Amar back simply because the amount of knowledge that he is bringing I felt like it just made sense to continue this conversation definitely so let's talk about it baby you want to kick us off well let's talk about negotiating your salary right statistics show that black women earn 63 cents for every dollar earned by white non-hispanic men I mean, that's a major statistic. And so I want to dig deeper into that. Like how as a woman, a black woman or a woman in the workforce general, you know, going into the workforce, how do they negotiate their salary? So to make sure that they're getting paid what they're worth. So here's the thing, right? I would suggest anyone, especially for, I would say just anyone, people of color, people who are non-color, what have you. Yes. Go through a headhunter, and I'm going to tell you why. Mm. When you're negotiating your salary, it gets emotional. Mm -hmm. And I, I even know for me where there's been times where I've negotiated my salary and your voice starts to get elevated. You want what you want. Do your research. Know what the position's paying. And you can go on to salary.com. You can go on to Google, but also have a buffer there. And the, the recruiter, if they're worth their weight in gold, they should be able to negotiate on your behalf to get mm. you what you want. Because for me, I know, for example, if I'm negotiating a salary and I know the company's paying X, and then, and I've had this done where companies will come and try to lowball the candidate. I'm like, you can't do that. Mm. Don't do that. Like, seriously, this person is making X right now. They're not going to leave unless you pay them this. But I don't want them to do that because, you know, you can get somebody and they could just go off on somebody. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I would rather have, I, I would rather be the liaison between the two where we go back and forth and we agree on a number. But if you have to do it yourself, I would say do the research. Okay. Go on the salary.com. You can even call uh, staffing agencies and you can ask them for a most updated salary guide and you can see what your position is paying in a salary range in your region right now. Mm -hmm. And that's from east to west, north to south. So you said a headhunter, then you yeah. said a recruiter. They're the same. Yes, they're the same. So, well, no, no, no. So a okay. headhunter is what I do for a living. So a headhunter is someone who's going to work for a staffing agency. Mm -hmm. A recruiter is somebody who's going to be more so in-house working for a company. Gotcha. So for example, it could be company A. I am a recruiter for that company. I, I go through resume. I post jobs. A headhunter, my job is to connect with the recruiter, find out what their pain points are, if they will use an agency, and then go out and find the candidates for the job. So which one's better? It seems like the headhunter would be better for a person that's, enter that's trying to negotiate yes, their salary. a headhunter. Because a recruiter is actually working for the company. Yes. So they're not going to tell you, oh no, you need to be asking no, for one money. No, 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 no. Okay. And I don't even know why, because a lot of times they're sitting there like, you know, I'm protecting the company. That's not your company. Right. Like, <laughs> that's not your company. Yeah. Like, you're so worried about the money. It's like, you you know, listen, if you take care of people, people will take care of you because you never know where that person will end up in life. And think about it. If you work with people and do a good job with them, people will always come back and get you and say, I remember this person. I want to hire them. Mm -hmm. Seriously. So I would say the headhunter, have a headhunter do the hard work for you. Even you know what's crazy? Headhunters are big are using headhunters to find them jobs. 
Wow. Yes. Because even though we know how to do it, they have relationships and companies where we don't have relationships in. And I know all the intangibles about the job. Like, why is this job open? How many people have been in this job? Is it a constant revolving door? Is the manager crazy? Those are the things that the headhunter can prepare you for. You know what's crazy? That's listening to all of this. When you talk about who represents who, yeah. right? Yeah. This is real estate. That is. That's it. You've got... The, you've got the salesperson that sits at the desk when you walk in a model home, yeah. they work for the builder. Yeah. Don't use them, by the way. If you're doing <laughs> new construction, use a real estate agent. Absolutely. Then you've got the real estate agent mm -hmm. who works on behalf of that individual. Yeah. That's so crazy. This, this is literally the same thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So do, do headhunters cost? No, they cost you nothing. So here's how it works. So, and real good point. So I tell my wife this all the time. Mm -hmm. You sell houses, I sell people. Mm -hmm. Yo, you sell houses, I sell people. So I sell relationships. Relationships, So they don't cost a person anything. The company is going to pay them for finding you. Gotcha. So what happens is the company has a, a hiring budget, a marketing budget. It comes from every department has a budget. Just like when you guys were in government, you mm -hmm. guys had a budget. Mm -hmm. So it comes out of that budget and they have a certain amount of budget to hire for that year. Mm -hmm. So for example, if I'm placing a controller and the salary say is $100,000, my fee is going to be between twenty dollars to $25,000. That's not coming out of the person's pocket that's coming out of the company's pocket for finding that person mm. yeah that's good to know so what about so in that i'm looking for a position traditional way to go and look for a job is to go on linkedin or i don't even know what they are anymore hot job i don't, I don't even know where you go to look in, for a job anymore. indeed zip recruiter yeah. monster is pretty monster. much irrelevant it's yeah. not even there anymore a staffing company bought them and they pretty much use them as a database so with that mm -hmm. is that where you would go so how does someone get connected with someone like you to a headhunter yeah. a headhunter that here's my resume yeah help me find a job like how, how does that whole yeah dynamic work good question so i would say start with google google staffing agencies in your local area and then find the staffing agency based on what you do for a living so there's some that just specialize in accounting and finance mm -hmm. some that specialize in marketing mm -hmm. it everything so mm -hmm. you want to find whatever comes up in your top five searches call them email your resume over build a relationship go on linkedin pull up the company, find the people that are in the company and start talking to them. Like, hey, I saw your profile. No no different than in real estate when people go top agents in the DMV and it goes, these are the people I need to reach out yeah. to to help me find my next home. Yeah. Yeah. So in that, I find you. Yeah. My resume is not up to par. You going to help me with my resume? Too? Yeah, absolutely. Hmm. Absolutely. I won't even charge you. I will tell you this. What I will do, if your resume is... If your resume is a challenge, I would tell you to go on Fiverr and find a resume writer on Fiverr and let them rewrite your resume mm. and let them redo it and pay 50, 60 bucks and let them do that and then bring it back to me. Send me a version in PDF and in Word because in Word I can change it around a little bit more and I don't have to convert it over in PDF and then let me go to work for you. Because if your resume is good, listen, if I have a if I have an AP candidate right now that wants to go into office five days a week, if I have a recruiter that wants to go into office five days a week, if I have a human being that wants wants to go into an office five days a week, I can find them a job. The problem is when we went to this virtual model and people got away from going into an office, everyone thinks this now this hybrid 
My, like, no, that doesn't work. Like, people mm-hmm. want people back in the office. I'm a person, I work 100% remote. I want to be back in the office because I miss synergy. Yeah. I miss watching you close a deal and go, man, you know, I need to step my game up. I miss mm-hmm. you closing a deal and being like, man, she is doing it this mm-hmm. week. Like, her numbers are crazy. Mm-hmm. When you're isolated at home and it's like me, my mother-in-law, and my wife. <laughs> and I'm like, no disrespect to my mother-in-law. Love her to death. Uh-huh. But I'm like, look, man, I want to have a conversation. I, I want to get back to when, you know, you could dress up and go out and go eat lunch and go meet people and clients and the world is back open. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, so yeah. I knew that, you know, during the pandemic when the government was pumping all this money into the economy and people weren't working, I was like, they're going to have to do something to get people back to work. And this is the something. Yeah. This is like it's super high inflation, interest rates, eggs costing $6. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, you got to go back to work. Like we're not sending out any more checks. Mm-hmm. So, so I get a job offer, right? Yeah. And the job offer is in my inbox. I'm reading it. Do I accept the first offer that's submitted to me? Like, mm, as far that's as a salary? good question. No, mm. no, because if you don't ask, how do you know? Mm-hmm. You can always say, hey, listen, I was, you know, and what you could do is again, Google, go in and ask, how do I counter this offer? Okay. And you can either, you're going to find templates of emails that you can write to say, hey, you know, thank you for the offer, first and foremost. But I wanted to ask, you know, if I was hoping to get or I was looking to get this. Mm-hmm. And let's just say they meet you in the middle. Mm-hmm. It's a win. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or let's say, for example, you don't do that and you go through a headhunter and you let them do all the work and you go, listen, man, that's unacceptable. I want this. Okay. And then let them be the liaison between the two of you guys. And then literally, because the headhunter will know what the final number is. They'll know if there's money being left on the table mm-hmm. because they want to get the most out of their so fee yep. and yeah. get paid. So the more money, the more fee. Gotcha. Yeah. Mm. Gotcha. No, that's th- good to know. Because a lot of times you feel like, okay, I got the offer. Let me just get my foot in the door, you know, and then I can work hard and then I can get my pay up or whatever. And not knowing that you're not getting paid what you what you're worth at that at that moment. Yeah, you're you got, stepping into the door like yeah. already getting paid less than what you should be. A lot of times in our community of people of color, we're just happy to get in the door. Mm-hmm. And I've been there before in my career where I remember when I interviewed with Freddie Mac, and I was like, man, look, I'll mop floors to get in here just to know what y'all know in mm-hmm. here. And but you get in there, and it's like, no. Stop thinking as a second-class citizen and think as a citizen. Like, literally think as, I am the best at this job. I want to get paid top dollar. Mm -hmm. So I know I'm going to come in here. I'm going to do a great job. I'm going to show up on time. I'm going to, you know, go above and beyond. I want to be paid the same freight as everyone who's qualified just as me to do this job, not a cent less. Mm -hmm. So do you, how do you help someone who's, and again, we're talking about, you know, from the last segment, we're talking about people entering back into the works and into the workforce coming from Mm -hmm. some type of business ownership or entrepreneurial type of business, right? Mm -hmm. So what do you do to combat, okay, I got to get back into the workforce. I put all these resumes out. I finally got somebody to call me and now they're offering me a salary. And you go from a mindset of abundance to scarcity. So I might not want to combat that offer and say, yeah, I, I'm going to need another 25000 to take this. Yeah. But then in your heart of hearts, it's like if I go back and I do a rebuttal to this offer, what happens if they pull the offer or they say it's this or nothing? Like, mm-hmm. how do you combat the scarcity mindset? And do you have companies where if I go back and I rebuttal what you offer me, 
that I no longer am offered the position because there might have been someone else who is also willing to take the salary that you offer. If you're the first choice, they're willing to negotiate. Mm -hmm. Hmm. If you're the first choice, they're willing to negotiate. Because if you weren't, they wouldn't even make you the offer. We we deal with our company. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, no, that's true. Because I'm pretty sure when you're offering someone a job, you have a number in mind. Mm -hmm. And then, but you also have a final number in mind also. We did. Exactly. (laughs) So the going back and forth is you're learning how to do the dance. Mm -hmm. But you gotta do the dance in a way where you don't offend them, Mm -hmm. you don't threaten, you don't get aggressive, you just go, hey, listen, I was looking for this number. Is there any way we can meet in the middle or meet at that number? And then that way you give them a middle and an end and go, okay, you know what? We can meet you there. That's not a problem. Yeah. And actually that was when when we made the offer Mm -hmm. and she came back to us with that very well thought out an articulate email, mm-hmm. yeah. we had no choice but to respect it. I was yeah, like, wow, she, she put some thought into that email. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And actually got her another $10,000 in, in her salary. It's all in how you ask the question. Yeah. Yeah. It's how you ask the question, it's how you negotiate, and it's, it's literally you're building rapport. And then you almost go like, I like this person a little bit more. Because they're not afraid to yeah. ask for what they want. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I know if I put you in front of a client and we get into a situation where you got to push, you're going to push because you're going to get what is best for all parties. Mm-hmm. So I don't want someone's going to sit there and just go, okay, I'll take whatever you give me. It's like, mm-mm. So I think one of the other components that's really forgotten about, and this is the last piece of it, the benefits. Yes. So we, we talk about the salary, yep. but the benefits. Like, yes. So negotiating those benefits, what does that look like? Like, what are, what are you asking for in that? If And if that's not actually a part of the offer, yeah. like, what do you... How do you ask for that? Like, what do you, what does that look like? Well, you know what, when it comes to benefits, what I've seen over the years is most benefits are just set in stone. So most companies are going to offer 401k, healthcare package, dental, all the stuff that goes in there. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't hurt to ask, is there a signing bonus? Mm. You get what you don't ask for. So if you don't ask for it, you don't get it. So you can say, is there a signing bonus? I remember one time a company literally, someone asked me that and I was like, do you guys do a sign-up bonus? And the company was like, no, we don't. I was like, well, she has a competitive offer and your offer is just as good, but they're offering her a $5,000 sign-up bonus. They were like, consider it done. We've never done it before, but she asked for it. Right. So it's like, okay, genius. Why not ask for it? Mm -hmm. Signing bonuses, good people. Yeah. Ask for them. (laughs) Ask for them. Because that's signing bonus. I mean, that's cash money you're going to get up front, right? Yeah. And think about it like this. As an employee, you're leasing your most valuable asset, which is your time mm-hmm. to a company that's going to profit off of your energy every day coming in there. Man, ask for it. Mm. Ask for it. Because at the end of the day, you can't get that time back. You can make more money. You can find another company, right. but ask for it. Wow. So you get a job offer, right? Mm-hmm. And the requirements are maybe a bachelor's degree, a master's degree, or something is like, you have everything. You meet mm-hmm. all the requirements stuff for maybe one thing. Mm-hmm. You have all the experience in the world. Mm-hmm. And they come to you with a lowball offer. Do you still feel like you should have the confidence to come back and say, but, you know, with the counter offer? Yes, because it's the years of experience that matter. Mm-hmm. Because you're missing one thing. I mean, come on. We got Google University, YouTube University. Mm-hmm. There is, even for people who come to me and they are missing something on their resume, I would tell them all the time, go on to Google or YouTube and figure it out and put it on, put it on your resume. Yeah. There is so many different ways out here to learn nowadays before where when I was an accountant and if you didn't know Excel, yeah. you were short. You were. You were 
sure. Like Very you didn't know. Sure. Gotta go sign yeah. up for a class. Like, like if you didn't know V lookups and if yeah. you didn't know how to manipulate sales, pivot, pivot tables, <laughs> you were done. You're speaking my account. Yeah. Exactly. Out as accountants. The, the accounting nerds are coming out. The accounting yes, nerds are coming I out. I love it. So, but now you could go on to YouTube and figure all that stuff out mm -hmm. and manipulate and do whatever you want to do. So there are no excuses. This is true. Wow. So if you sell yourself short, it's because you did it, not the company. You got to go in there and say, yeah, I know how to do it. One of the things my wife used to tell me, right, when I was looking for a job, she would say, put on your resume and go in there and figure it out. And I'd be like, no, man, that's fine. And she'd be like, no, you're smart enough to go in there and figure it out. So, like, literally go in there and learn it. Like, literally. And I remember her helping me do my resume to a way when I was like, all right, when I started at E-Trade, I started off as a customer service representative. Then I went from that to being a junior financial analyst. Mm -hmm. And then I went from that to working for Freddie Mac to being a junior financial analyst. Bear in mind, both positions required an MBA. I had neither. Mm -hmm. I didn't you, have it. Did you hear that? He had neither. And it yeah. was a requirement, but he still got the job. And, yeah. and still got the position. Yeah. So from an educational standpoint, there are still ways for your resume yep. and your skills to outshine other individuals with those qualifications just based on having the experience and the knowledge. So if you don't have the knowledge, seek it out, figure it out, put it on your resume so that you can shine. But it's not all about the education all the time. The experience yeah. is just as good. Absolutely. Wow. Absolutely. Well, more nuggets. We could keep this conversation going. Right. <laughs> we, we literally, I, I was trying to keep this short into a minimum, but there's just too much. This, this conversation, yeah. could, it could just keep going. So I hope that everyone enjoyed this. Amar, thank you so much. Thank, thank you for your knowledge, yeah. bro. Thank you for having me. Thank, thank you, so, you much. so much. Um, and we just wanted to continue to come in, pour in, give value. I hope you guys like this. This is a little different than anything that we've done. And if you guys like this and want us to continue to bring you this type of content, drop a comment below and let us know. Until then, remember... Keep, Keep building, building and stay, stay unstoppable. unstoppable.